it's funny because we're we're an example of a business that a bank would never give a loan to. They're like, we'd like to borrow ten thousand dollars to do our marketing. They're like, how many listeners do you have? Like, uh, zero. And what kind of ad ad revenue do you have? Uh, zero. They'd be like, loan denied. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. I am one of your three hosts, Croft and Steers, here to deliver verdicts, verdicts that matter about topics, you know what, that also matter. And uh, with me, as always, are my two other co-hosts, and I am talking about Bo Schwartz. How are you today, Bo? Why, hello there, Crofton. I'm, uh, I think I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I am. Pretty good, pretty good. We're recording on a Sunday today, which um, allows me to have a little bit more energy maybe than I would on a normal after work day because we are not yet self-sufficient in terms of making money so I can quit my job and just podcast all day, all the time. The other guy who's joining us uh, who would like to quit his job and podcast all day, all the time is Michael Hodgins. How are you, Mike? I'd be a lot better if uh, we could just quit our jobs and podcast full time. But I guess we need we'd need some listeners um, for that to happen. It's true. So if you know listeners, please get <laughs> them to listen to us because that would be great, and we would love it. And they can listen to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, and then they can tell their friends. And then soon enough, you know, Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla will be. Bowing at our Are you feet. announcing like a campaign to get elected as prime minister or something? No, I would just like to be elected number one podcast guy. Y- you know what? I thought about that the other day and none of us, I don't think, could ever run for pol- political office because of this <coughs> – excuse me. Because, because of, of this, this podcast? podcast? Yeah, because someone could troll through this thing and find out of context <coughs> comments. Ugh, I got to get some water. What's wrong with me? Yeah. I'd like to say that there are – in context comments that are still wildly inappropriate. They probably. could take them out of context. <laughs> I hope I hope Mike hasn't died while live on the air, even though I guess as um podcaster we're, we're, extraordinaire it, it would be one of his dying wishes or We're desperate for <coughs> oh, ratings here. Back. We're desperate for ratings. Yeah, so this is welcome to the Pander episode of the Good Better Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not one to inspire confidence in our podcast. Like these guys suck. Yeah. But I'll... they're desperate, so maybe we'll <laughs> listen. Desperate. Let's give them a pity listen. Let's give <laughs> We will take your pity listens. All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm Bo, that's Mike, that's Crofton introducing. You're listening to the Good Better Bullshit Podcast. <laughs> this is like the worst intro ever. <laughs> or the best. Or the best. You well, one what? one or the other. I think uh, I think in we've done nearly a hundred episodes. One of them's gotta be the worst ever. It might as well be this one. <laughs> it's a beautiful train wreck. <laughs> so thank you, Crofton, for the um you know for intro? The hard, yeah, for the intro, the hard work. And um, the the reaching new lows. No, no problem, guys. <laughs> Speaking of reaching new lows, we're nearing the end of our topic list. Our fuel. We're gonna have to refuel our random topic generator soon. But in the meantime, let us get her started and see what we can draw out. All right, um, Mike. Yeah, I'm. Uh... <laughs> it was. It was kind of like. 
he was starting it, but it started a little sooner than he thought it was going to. That's what she said. Uh, (laughs) Um, Topic today is uh, loans. Loans? Like you? Do you mean like borrowing of money? Is that what we're talking about? I think that's what a loan is. <laughs> borrow money. Well, Usually, I guess it could be. You could borrow anything, really. Uh, yeah, you could loan someone, you know, a thing, and then get it back. I think. I think when, when you hear loans, you generally think cash, and right. generally with interest, unless it's one of those mythical interest-free loans. Well, you know. If I go up to you and I'm like, hey, Mike, can you loan me five bucks? Uh, I left my wallet at home and uh, you did. I would probably just give you five bucks back. Yeah, it's funny. That happens all the time. And now I realize I should be charging interest to to people. Especially me. Yeah, you're so Well, if, if that, I mean, that's the way the system works. So if you're going to loan money, you should charge interest. Have either of you guys ever taken a loan? Yes. Yes? Um, yes. Um, do you want me to go into detail or do was yeah sure tell us about your we let Crofton answer first well I was was just gonna say um I've been quite fortunate in that I I actually haven't taken what I guess is traditional loans but I would assume that the use of credit cards and and also a mortgage on a house would constitute loans yeah in which case case I would say yes to yeah they're for sure loans they're just types of uh well there are i guess to start there are the big life loans so uh there's your mortgage and there's your car loans and um there's your student Student, loans student loan yeah so i've had the student form but uh, i'm not a homeowner uh it it took me a little while to pay back but i think that's the whole point with student loans is that um you know it takes some time to get yourself a, a real job and and you know get the kind of income where you're able to afford to pay it back. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about home loans. Like, do either of you have loans? I've got, I've got loans, loans on rental properties that I own, loans on my house. I got lots of loans, <laughs> I guess. You can't really talk about loans without talking about debt, which almost seems like a different issue, but I wonder if we should just merge the two. I mean, they're pretty well, linked. De- debt's a pretty... That's like a loaded word because I think it has some meaning in political conversation about you know consumer debt being a a, a, a problem of epidemic proportions in, in at least in first world society but, like Canadian maybe American society but um a loan but it's the is same it's because all it's because all those people are taking loans like that's that's why to me you can't separate them like the reason consumer debt is at all time high is because people are taking loans from their credit cards we don't call that loans but it's forwarding of money that you may or may not have most cases people don't have but uh count on earning it in the future but but i mean debt debt and loan are inherently linked you can't have a loan and not have debt uh yeah. Well, I mean, in theory. No, you can't. How can you? No, because in theory, your net personal worth could be greater than the amount of the loan that you have. Meaning, if you were to balance, if you're doing like a, um, a top to bottom assessment of your personal wealth, you may not, in fact, be in debt, even though technically you have an outstanding loan that you're paying. I, I guess it counts as a debt, but I don't think yeah, it's it, a debt. You don't. You know, debt is kind of benign in terms of you know. Uh, again, if your if your assets outweigh your debts, then it's not really a problem. But I think when we're talking about the political type of 
you know, issues that the common middle class person is that we're giving out loans uh, that there are though there's those organizations in our community that are giving out loans to people much too easily and much too freely, which is sort of loading people down with debts that um, they may be enthusiastic about the ability to pay back, but really can't. So, you know, um, if you take on, you know, five or six different debt sources and your salary is, um, you know, burdened by so much money going out to pay down debts, which are, which are, you know, taxed with, um, you know, interest. So, you, you know, you end up paying, uh, you know, several times over the amount of the loan. That's not Especially like healthy mortgage. for the average Canadian or North American household. Well, I mean, there, there's a very clear upside to loans, which is, and I think mortgage ones are probably uh, the easiest ones to, to talk about the upsides. Well, and and uh, student loans, I would say, as well, where it's a house specifically because most people don't have cash to buy a house outright. Uh, or if you did, you'd have to wait, you'd have to work many, many years before you could save up the cash, and arguably that might be a good thing to do. Um, sure. but. Even if you're but, from a wealthy family, to, if your parents are the you know not going to give you cash when you're 18, you still have to earn your way in the world. So I think, I think a right, lot of people want a house now, not when they're 20 or 30 or 40. Yeah, and especially when people think about this, things like real estate that might appreciate over time uh, and gain value. So the sooner you could buy it, arguably the better. So a loan can allow you to get in that um, that kind of home ownership game much sooner than you otherwise could and same thing with say student uh debt um you can you can be, you're basically saying i'm gonna have a good job after i get out of university but i don't have that money now so let me do it so so the, the clear benefit is allowing you to do something now that otherwise would take you many many years to do and i think that's why loans work that's why we live in a loan heavy society uh, but maybe that's a negative thing too, because we all can't wait. We all need everything now, and would rather mortgage our futures, <laughs> uh, having that debt hanging over us all the time, because we can't wait. We're like, now is the time, and I want it. Well, when 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 you look at um, uh, and Bo mentioned briefly, people who are really born wealthy. So if you're if you're born and your family uh, has a lot of money, then you may be fortunate enough not to to uh, need a loan. But when you think about it, in a way, loans can serve as uh, the great equalizer in many ways. They allow, otherwise, if it, they, um, they allow people who do not have access to means, to money, to assets, to purchase, yes, purchase a house, but also, you know, purchase access to education, get themselves started in the world. Um, and I find that that's, uh, that's a, a positive for, for loans because otherwise there would be a great barrier there. Uh, but it also, to me, screams regulation. You need some sort of regulation of these loans uh, because while they can provide a, a helping hand, they can also leave you uh, in crippling debt that would destroy the rest of your life. So um, yes, some there needs to be some good decision making by uh, the individual, but there also needs to be uh, some sort of regulation to ensure like robber barons aren't charging egregious amounts for for uh, for loans that um, that seem really tempting to get you in the door, but then leave you uh, saddled with debt for the rest of your life. Yeah, so you talked well, about, I think... So, because some of the idea behind some of these loans is not 
from the angelic hearts of businesses like there is there must be some government intervention like social programs to help enable loans like i think of student loans for example uh, like it's like i don't know the history of such things but like well in I, my mind I, I know, yeah in, in my mind it tells bit. me that you know there's some public there's some people in the public sector working towards ensuring that uh you know certain types of loans are made available um yeah, for the social that's cert- that, that that's true with certain certain types of loans uh, where the government backs some student loans. And I think there's also uh, loan insurance backed by the government on, on mortgages uh, and things like that. But, but generally, I think they're market-driven, um, okay. which is to say – because in the, in the 1980s, for example, the, the interest rates you'd pay on loans was up to something like 18%, which seems unreal now where we're at like – you know, two percent kind of. Uh, I mean, the Bank of Canada is lending at one percent, so that's very, very low. And the idea of that is it stimulates stimulates growth, right? Loans stimulate growth. You, you people take the loans and then they they buy stuff with that money, and then the economy gets going or whatever. But the only reason that banks can give out loans. Uh, at those low interest rates is because they're so big. Like it used to be, like like loans all kind of. S- at one point, we're all like loan sharks, like in in uh, Venice. You think like the Merchant of Venice, but actually Venice was like this hub of kind of money lending, and everyone was kind of a loan shark. So you lend out money at thirty percent interest or higher because the risk was very high to the lender. Uh, but now these days, banks and institutions have been so big for so long that they can give lower interest rates uh, because the risk is spread out. They don't, you know, they haven't lent all their money to one person, and if that person fails, they lose it all. They have a million people they lend money to, so it's unlikely it's all going to crash down. But I think that's why it's market driven. In that, um, if if you're a lender and you spread your risk around, you can offer a lower interest rate, and then more people will try to lend, borrow money from you because it's a better deal for them in theory. Yeah, I guess if uh, you know you can get something today at very little expense, relative expense in the long run, then that's uh, you know that's a good thing. So I wanted to just draw attention because uh, I've been uh, and this is I don't like plugging too many things, but uh, John Oliver launched this this show when he left the Daily Show last week tonight, and um, he's done two. Two episodes already focused on loans in the United States. One was on student loans, and the other was on payday loans, uh, which he dubbed predatory lending. Uh, and and where we live in in Canada, it's not nearly as as bad in the states. And we apologize to our American listeners for maybe having it better with regards to uh, lending. But well, that uh, being said, there are payday loan companies. All up and down the that, street, I yeah, go to. That's exactly I've used what a I was. Loan company. That's exactly what I was going to say. So in in Ottawa, where we're recording from, uh, there is uh, uh, the main brand, the main franchise is Money Mart, and uh, there's a bunch of these these companies around, which allows you essentially to go in and say, you know, I have no money, but I have a job, and I want a forward of my paycheck. They will then lend you essentially. The, the amount of money that your next paycheck would be, uh, except that you have to pay them interest when your paycheck comes in. And that interest level is generally fairly egregious. So they, they like to, to make it seem like they're helping you out of a huge bind, but it's, it's like credit card lending, like um, consumer debt, it's somewhat of a slippery slope. Uh, so you end up, you end up 
owing interest on the interest as you take out one payday loan to pay for the last payday loan. Yeah, it becomes like a cycle. And it's funny with credit cards because, I mean, that being one of the main sources of bad debt where often the interest rates are 20 plus percent, which is which is predatory lending. That is basically lo- like the, the, that is a huge amount of interest to be paid. And I think most people try to pride themselves if they can on paying it back before the 30 days before they have to pay interest on, on those loans. But it's interesting. It, it gives you some insight into to loans because credit cards will bend over backwards to get you to take a credit card. They're like, please borrow money from us because they know that it, that if you if they can, they'll just get a few people who will miss those days. Then the money starts flowing back in. Like the bottom line is, there's a lot of money to be made in lending money. Yeah, I think I think the issue there is, and this is always the ongoing conversation with um, loan issuers in the population, is that uh, you know it requires. I don't want to say basic understanding, but it requires understanding of math and a mastery of your own human nature in this in this specific regard. I saw that episode on payday loans, um, and you know, while I have no doubt that the companies there might be, the issue is it's predatory when you recognize that there may be certain individuals that. Um, are unable to, you know, catch up in the payday loan scheme of things and that you turn a blind eye and say, well, you know, this is just the way our business works. If, uh, you know, you're stuck for two years paying us ridiculous amounts of debt, well, that's it's your problem as a consumer. You're a responsible adult and, you know, you should be able to figure it out. I mean, I've used payday loans. I think maybe it was a, you know, a span of two or three weeks where I was, um, in between jobs and it was before I had landed like a successful job that I needed to meet a few deadlines with respect to, you know, making sure I have a place to live. Um, so sometimes when you start a new job, it takes three or four weeks or sometimes six weeks to get your first paycheck. Um, so I needed some advances to make that work. And I'm, you know, it sort of makes me feel gross to say this, but I'm somewhat grateful for the payday loan service. But I was able to formulate a plan that I wasn't going to be using it for as little time as possible because I understand budgeting and I understand my own human nature. <laughs> you know, I was able to navigate my way out of it. And when, you know, you look at people who are fall victim to it, um, they don't have a clear plan on how to get away from it uh, as quickly as possible. And they're also, you know, using loans not to strengthen their financial situation, but to solve problems. And uh, you don't solve but- problems with loans. But just quick question: uh, How long did it take you, just out of curiosity, to to then get out of that payday loan cycle? Well, I mean, it, it was like I think I'd used it two times. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it was a matter, you know, three weeks. Like I want to say three pay cycles, and I was fine. You know, I had to live on less. It wasn't an egregious amount. I think maybe you know for six or seven hundred dollars. I don't. I don't really remember the amounts. It might have been I was paying eighty, which is steep. But also the alternative was, well, I have to face, I don't know, not paying my rent, <laughs> you know, or not paying my right, abs- I don't remember absolutely. the exact situation, but I, I'm facing a situation where I don't have a lot of money in the bank at that particular point in time. I needed, you know, I had a clear plan to get there. However, if I didn't have a job, I wouldn't be taking a payday loan. I'd be, you know, I guess moving back in with a, a family member and figuring things out. That's... You know, mid twenties. And but, do you remember what the interest payment was at that time? 
Like what no, were you paying? I, I don't I don't remember. It it, it well, was steep enough. Like it you know, I was like but not it's, so steep that it wasn't still a good solution. It's often like ten, I think they're even in, at least in Canada they're getting a bit lower or advertised lower. I don't know if there's conditions, but I remember this obnoxious commercial for a, a payday loan company, and it was just like this perky dude being like, "It's only ten bucks on a hun." I guess because he said hundred is hun, and he was so upbeat where everyone was like, "Wow, that's awesome, ten percent!" Like it's not that that's not really good interest rate. Uh, but I guess better than a credit card, uh, and maybe they 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 serve they they meet that gap between like well do you want to put this on your credit card which is probably the worst debt or payday loan somewhere in between. I think the, the issue with that is that it's a higher risk loan for the issuer. A lot of people might take that money and not pay, it. and so you know. And I'm not sure, you know, I'm not a, a person who's good at evaluating whether the math makes sense or uh, behind it, but. You know, if it's an unsecured loan, so it's not weighed against any assets or, you know, there's no insurance there for the issuer, then, you know, they. it seems reasonable that the more risky the loan, the more, in, you know, the more incentive in the form of an interest rate uh, should be there. Like, I think that principle makes sense to me, whereas, like, if there's very little risk because they can sell an asset or they, it's, it's insured or backed by guaranteed in some way, then... That's where you would have your, you know, discount on insur- on the on the interest. Yeah, for sure. Like mortgage rates tend to be low because there's a house, right? So worst comes to worst, the bank could take your house and sell it and pay back the loan. So they give you a very low interest rate because the risk is mitigated there. There's also it's historical confidence because they have data on, you know, the the rate, the failure rate at which people pay. Like uh, certain types of loans, a, a person, a, a loanee, uh, the person loaning is more likely to pay back than others. So, you know, credit card companies probably have a higher rate of, you know, bankruptcy or failure because they also issue loans more, you know, you can sometimes you just sneeze and then whoops, you got a credit card and you're like, "Oh, I didn't want this. How did I well, end up with a credit card?" Yeah. What, this is this is in in many ways this is a loaded topic and we've we've dealt with a lot of them in uh, the show we've talked about banks before and I remember uh, when we talked about banks we we went into the loaning world and we and 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 Mike was explaining at that time how you know if if you're fortunate enough you can. Uh, Work out alternatives than going to the bank, like maybe talking to family members or 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 trying to loan from your friends and that sort of thing. Um, as soon as you do that, uh, what I was saying at the time, it puts kind of like a, a wedge in there, and sometimes people don't want feel comfortable mixing family and friends uh, with money. Um, but the other thing that I feel is loaded in here, and I sort of almost wanted to talk about these separately because I'm not sure my verdict for loans and my verdict for, for credit cards is the same thing. But credit cards is, in my mind, when I think of loans, it's almost a direct association in that in that it is the most common form of, of lending that I can think of. It's people making all sorts of small lending transactions in it, any given day. People buying things for $3 on a credit card. They, 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 they've essentially borrowed that that three dollars, my new transactions, also large transactions on credit cards. So I, I just, I just find I've been against credit cards my entire life. Um, it frustrated me when I was a kid because there used to be things that, like, if I wanted to buy uh, some, order something like online or, and this is dating myself through the Sears consumer catalog uh you needed a credit card number <laughs> the <old> Sears catalog <laughs> uh, yeah the, you needed a credit card number and uh 
And it, I, I found that annoying, but really what it is, 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 is it's essentially security for the provider being like, you know what, um, if, if no matter what we're able to, to get paid on this, there's less of a, you know, there's less of a risk for us. But I didn't then get a credit card until I was, I want to say I got my first credit card when I was like 28 or something. Whoa. Like, yeah. Really? Fair, wow. Fair, Fairly late, fairly late in life, like honestly, and I was avoiding getting a credit card. And it was only when I started because I'm, you know, I'm not the most uh, business savvy guy. And it was only really when recognizing that I didn't have much of a credit record at all um, and that I was considering purchasing a house and that I needed to start building this record that I eventually went out and applied for like my first credit card with like a $500 limit and like a 20 something percent interest rate because that's all I could get at the time. Uh, of course, since that time, they've bumped, they've tried to bump me up about 18 different times with 18 different versions of credit cards. I still hate credit cards. I don't like, I, I don't like using them, uh, but I, I can see how they've entrenched themselves into this society to the point that they're pretty much unavoidable. It's it's funny. I'm, I'm similar to you in that I think I got around, I think it might have been 26 or 27 I got my first credit card. And I was a student and it was just like, um, yeah, give me the $500 limit or whatever. And since then, like you said, they always try to bump up your limit. And I've always, every time I've talked to them, they're like, oh, we see you've approved for a credit limit. And I'm just like, sure, whatever, increase it. So I, th- I don't know what my limit is now. It's like $25,000 on my credit card. <laughs> and I was like, but I'm never going to spend that because why would I? But they just like, they give it to you because they hope they, 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 they hope you will. Because if you have to, like I could conceivably go and buy a base model brand new car with my credit card which seems ridiculous they it, they feel like it's almost like they're they're giving you a giant pile of money in your hand please use it it's not yours they're like please hold this giant pile of money for us but we're going to want it back and if you do lose any of it you have to pay us 20% of what you lost you know but and don't worry about paying it all back at once you can just pay you know yeah take your time like that's what they want wonder, you to do the most like just yeah. just what, you know the here's mi- the minimum that's what do you think all the minimum payment is on 25 grand like is it a couple oh, it hundred bucks like i mean like, it would seem like there's people like my my bro. I shouldn't out him for his debt, but he's got some money on a credit card, and he just pays. He's been paying the monthly minimum for like ten years, and I'm like, dude, you gotta pay <laughs> that down. And yeah. and and this comes back to like one of my points about loans and why kind of all loans are sort of predatory, including ones even though there's those personal advantages. Like I'm sitting in a house right now I bought with my wife and whatever, but it's mostly owned by the bank and I have to, it's allowed me to have this kind of quote unquote ownership. But the reality is it's still predatory because if the cost of the house is X and then, but if I get a mortgage and then, and then by the time I've paid off that mortgage in 25 years or whatever it was, I've essentially paid double the price of the house or close to. Now it'll be less than that because we'll put some money on the principal as we, uh, as we go, hopefully. But the but the point is, is that you always, if you're taking a loan to pay for something, you're always paying more than what its value is. Always, um, unless some, unless with a credit card you could pay it back before the interest uh, accrues. But that almost, you know, with most loans that never happens. So essentially, if you're if you're wealthy, like this is why again, like like debt and loans sort of keep poor, not poor people, but people who don't have wealth, kind of down a little bit because you always have to pay more. So if I was a wealthy person and just bought the house outright, I would save 
hundreds of thousands of dollars because I have money. But because I don't have money and I have to borrow it, I have to pay uh, you know, probably two hundred thousand dollars more to get the same the same thing. So they're all kind of predatory in the sense that if you don't have money, you have to pay more to get something with a loan than if you had the money. You know, and I guess that's just the thing. If you don't have money, you don't yeah, have money. It serves so you, you right you for being poor. It. Yeah, well, but, but it's but I mean, yeah, it's true. It's, it sucks to be poor, but it's it's the fact that the poor have to pay more than the rich because they have to. Well, and that's where you get into that whole um, that whole debate between people where you might look at it and say well this is uh, an affront to individuals without means and then some people might say well you're reading into it too deeply it's just some people have money and they're entitled to you know uh charge for their service <laughs> and, and well the so, rich the, essentially the, the rich is. are lending to the are lending to the poor so and that that you know be it through institutions like banks or like my mortgage is through i think mcap which is essentially a group of mortgage lenders and who are they they're just rich people really who are who are like we're investing in real estate and we're going to provide mortgages because we're going to get you know we're going to make more money off lending to you know people who are needy. In in a way this this helps me. It totally does and I recognize the benefit of it. But it's still like it is the middle class or the poor poor people making the rich richer. And part of my frustration with it and getting like getting back to credit cards is is it's not just poor people but it's 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 sometimes less informed people people who are maybe uneducated or or naive and i i think of even senior citizens that 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 are very trusting in this and um that are there's all these sort of like predatory lending tactics that are used to make them uh you know take out loans or 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 put or you know, spend their money uh, in, in in poor ways, and I see these uh, uh, these credit cards um, that are just uh, that are just ridiculous. That are mailed to your door. You don't even really get a choice. They're put in put in your mail slot, and then and then it's like, oh, I got a a great new card. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna start using it, and that. Um, scenario we had about like having a pile of money. Some people think about it like that because you know sometimes they're just not. It, as informed, and we talked previously in the show about the school system, there hasn't been a ton – while pe- we talk about math at school, there's not a ton of information on responsible spending and on economics and all that sort of thing. So you have people that are graduating high school or maybe not and spending – you know, thinking that credit cards are their way out of poverty or their way out of problems, uh, and that they can just spend their way out, give themselves that fancy fix that they they want, and not have to deal with any sort of repercussions. Yeah, and that, I I can speak for first hand experience because I think I got my first credit card at twenty one, and I think I had five or six of them. <laughs> like in Jeez. university, I had like quite literally six pieces of plastic for credit cards. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking of, uh, we, we mentioned at the top of the show, how the show was bad for us because we, we can't work in places. I did eventually declare bankruptcy, which I think prohibits me from a fair amount of professions. Should I choose to go? <laughs> like, I think I can't be a lawyer and I don't think I can run for public office anymore because, really? um, well, it's perfectly legal to declare bankruptcy and, and, you know, I, it was a but decision it would be held against you. Well, I think definitely for lawyers, like I think it's like, you know, you can't commit a, the moment you you're convicted of a crime, you can't you can never be a lawyer again, for example. Is bankruptcy a crime? Um it's not a crime, but I think it's on the list of uh 
don'ts for um you know you can still be a, an expert in the law i suppose but you can't be you can't be recognized by the bar association is interesting my, my understanding is correct yeah because um because you're someone who with whom the law is entrusted in your hands you're expected to be a a certain level of citizen and running away from your debts i suppose is um not one of those things although you know I don't feel guilty about going bankrupt. Um, and it's why, like, <laughs> another reason why, you know, I can talk about it on the show um, and not sort of feel bad about it. Um, because I made financial mistakes. And all, you know, the road to hell for me was paved with me thinking I was an expert at what I was doing, you know. I mean, I think at one point I even borrowed money from one credit card to pay down another credit card because, you know, the payment on that one was much higher and I don't know, there was an issue there. I was falling behind or whatever. And then, you know, I remember talking to the trustee when they go bankrupt, um, they do help you to learn how to budget and sort of teach you things, which is definitely very responsible and awesome. And I remember talking about the, to the trustee about a lot of this stuff. Um, I had to actually submit proof of my budgeting and my payments to the person while going bankrupt, which is kind of awesome. Um, even if it is a bit of a chore, it's a good habit to get into. But, you know, I was definitely very arrogant uh, about about it prior to it. And I had a bunch of credit cards and it all, you know, I'm an adult now, you know, like I have credit cards, which means I have means of doing things. But I was using my credit cards at that time uh, in university to do things like pay rent and pay my bills um, while having three part time jobs and while trying to afford to go to university. That being said, um, I definitely made a lot of consumerist decisions, you know, decisions to buy a computer when maybe I didn't need one as well. So I can't low. It's like, it all has to do with your financial IQ. I kind of hate that term because it sounds very corporate, but having yeah. one is vital, especially in this day and age. And with every passing decade, the financial landscape, not just loans, but the way the world works for the common man and woman um, becomes more and more challenging. And the opportunities for exploitation, because we talked a lot about evil credit card companies, um, you know, it gets tougher and tougher. Well, it's interesting because it's sort of like it comes down, I think, the value of a loan of what you're going to spend that money on, I think, is so important. And I think that's why people always talk about consumer debt being the worst. So it's, if you get a loan and buy, I don't know, what is something of no redeem, redeeming value? Like, say you buy yourself uh, well, a video game. I'm only going to say video game because. It's not that often, especially like it's say a you, form you, of you entertainment. Produce, There's no. It's a form of entertainment. You consume it, and its resale value is probably zero, or sure. especially at this point where you mostly download a game, I mean, you can't can, really resell it. You could it. also it's say still, a case of beer. It could be yes, a case of beer is a good one. It, all these types of things that you consume and then can't resell, and then even something like a car that you can resell is also depreciates in value. Blah blah blah. All these things. Now and then, and then there's like a sliding scale of of bad investments to to better ones. So a house is considered a better one because arguably it appreciate in value as time goes on. And maybe a business loan is is if you can run a business well, the best one you can make because perhaps it makes the business makes enough profit that it can pay back the interest on the loan plus give you an income as a you know as a small business owner. So if you spend that money on a business, something that makes money, well then, you know, that's a good investment and if you spend it on like diamond rings for yourself, maybe that's a horrible investment unless you prepare to pawn them all. Well, but I, at a lesser I think the issue for me with credit cards was not recognizing the importance of like I have credit card now, you know, I went bankrupt and, you know, I I'm responsible person. It's Whenever I spend anything on a credit card, I like say, okay, here's I'm buying a case of beer on my credit card. It's forty dollars. 
I go home and within the next day I pay it because I'm 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 using the credit card because especially in this day and age with all sorts of online transaction, Amazon, I buy a lot of t shirts online, you need a credit card. But the idea is that money gets transferred immediately. I'm basically I'm not I think as a youthful person, it's kind of like, because you're in, like, I'm in university, I'll have that job one day and then all this debt stuff will take care of itself, right? Except that's how you get into those situations where you're like, uh-oh, I, I was naive about this. I graduated. I don't have that job right off the bat. It's not happening for whatever reason. I've still got to pay down these ridiculous minimums to six different credit card companies, which added up a lot quicker than I thought it would be, you know, um, it's it's if you don't approach it respond if you don't approach credit card responsibly you don't see it sort of coming and that's the challenge with it I find. Just before we go into verdicts, I had a quick question because and I honestly like I guess this is possible, but I've never really given it much thought. But Bo, maybe you can clarify. Can you pay loans with other loans? Like, yeah, well, there's there's a term called robbing Peter to pay Paul, which refers to that particular action. Okay, um, so like if you had two credit cards and you owed like five hundred bucks on one credit card, you could could you pay it with you, the other credit you're, card? You're talking about loan consolidation, which was a service they offered at the trustee, but which um, you know, looking at the amount that I owed, I don't want to get into personal financial details. Uh, it's, I don't think I'm talking about loan. Isn't loan consolidation? Yeah, but no, it, but loan consolidation. It's all the same thing. I mean, basically, because yeah. at one point during university, I had gone to my bank. Yeah. To say like I got a bunch of credit card debt, I'd like to you know get a loan, and it's funny how loan practices at banks have changed at time because they told me no, because you know I don't I have no I had, even though I had three jobs, I mean I didn't wasn't making a ton of money. I was I was also had student loans at the time. I mean everything's I don't know what they were thinking. I mean I tried to appeal it, they said no to me. I had no other recourse at any bank at that particular time. I think it even now like ten years or twelve years later. I don't know how long ago this all was, to be honest, but it's been a little while now, but the landscape even for banking has changed because I hear people get loans all the time. Also, being someone in my 30s, and um, I don't currently work, but I've had a very well-paying job where I've gone in to have conversations about getting home loans and stuff, and that situation for me has changed. But being in your early 20s, you know, that matters to to banks. Like, there are, I guess, fiscally responsible lenders as opposed to credit card companies. I learned, but they definitely, you definitely can though, because I've I've done it before when I was um, I went traveling after university and 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 racked up a bunch of credit card debt or a few thousand dollars, and then I had got a a, a personal line of credit which was just like a, a better interest rate, so I just basically paid down uh, the credit card at, at the high interest rate with. With money borrowed from the line of credit, so it, it, that's just borrowing loan to pay a to pay a loan, and uh, Wait, it was, and that's what often loan consolidation is. So when Bo was saying that, like it's for sure true, and there's all kinds of services, they give you a new loan at perhaps a better interest rate to pay down all your other loans, and then have just one loan, <laughs> and uh, but if the interest rate's better, then in theory it's a good deal to do that. Right. Okay. I see. Even though it's loans to pay loans, like people do it all the time, and uh, as long as the loan that you're taking out to pay, because say say I'm I take out a loan and it's I don't know a ten percent loan, okay, like ten percent interest, um, and they're calling me, they're starting to get on my case, they're, they've hired, and we didn't really talk about collection agencies, but they're part of this machine, so they start calling me, start hounding me for for the money, and then I have a credit card. 
and it is a uh, it has a twenty percent interest rate. But if I use it uh, to pay down this, this <laughs> you would this, be an idiot. <laughs> uh, but they'll stop calling me. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, maybe because well, that so- debt that debt will be paid and I'll have a certain amount of time on, I guess, the second debt. I understand how I would be an idiot, but I can also understand how people get caught in these traps. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like that, like sure. that, in my particular case, I mean, I made, you know, I've borrowed uh, money in my early twenties to do stupid things like pay my rent, which is dumb. And also to, again, take one lump of money and put it into another lump of money and try and manage my payments. I think, the issue there is like there is a smart way to go about doing it, which is the debt consolidation route. And then there are there are mistakes you make about you know robbing Peter to pay Paul, which really means you're not getting ahead. You're solving a sort of psychological problem because the other thing too about having debt um, is you don't see yourself getting to that place. But one thing that I read that I felt was really smart was that every debt, whether someone owes you money or you owe someone money. It's not just a debt; it's a relationship. And so, if you if you um, borrow from you know ten different people and you always have to pay minimums and you're running behind, then you're managing bad relationships, and that's bad for your self confidence and self esteem. And no one no one teaches you this. You learn it from firsthand experience, I suppose, or perhaps you get lucky and read about it. But you know, if you have if you have ten real relationships with people and they're all going badly, you're going to start feeling bad about yourself, and 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 you know it it's demotivational. So um, debt consolidation is good in that sense, where you're managing one relationship. Like the less financial relationships you manage, especially the less negative ones, the better. So um, are we ready to to, to rank verdicts? Uh, this has been a really like it's a good conversation. <laughs> I like it's linked about this to stuff, linked but. to. Linked to so many things, this conversation. Yeah, no, it is. Other for topics sure. we've touched on already, and I'm sure we'll we'll touch on it again. Well, the idea of yeah, loans in a world that uses money is pretty fundamental, right? Like, well, yeah, especially in a growth. It's yeah. Let's this roll, is all tied let's roll to growth, into, uh, but, but we we're going to talk about this stuff another time. So let's get to verdicts here. Sure. Yeah, let's let's roll into some verdicts. I I will go first. Um, I we talked a little bit. Oh, yes, the gavel. Uh, we talked a little bit about these topics in other, in other podcasts. I'm aware in, in every person on this show keeps sort of running tally in their head, and I know I'm on a little bit of a streak of saying that everything is bullshit lately. And it's not a, it's not a personal thing. It's just – it's not trying to cop out on anything. It's just – it seems like the topics that have been coming before us have been so complicated lately that I can see the good and I can see the bad in all of them, and I find myself falling on the bullshit. Um, lo- loans are one of those things that, that – have so many negative connotations. Like when I hear the word loan, I I, I immediately kind of cringe because a I don't want to take out a loan. Uh, B I don't I don't like thinking anybody, including my friends or family, or are in financial need that that require that require a loan from like a financial institution or a lender. Uh, and uh, and C I've just heard so many horror stories, both the pre- both from friends and family, and also. F- like just, I mentioned the John Oliver show earlier, but other shows and, and articles, the financial crash uh, in the United States and, and mortgages and lending, uh, how it how it essentially crippled the American economy. There is so much bad about about lending and unregulated lending um, that I don't even know where to begin. However, I can't deny that 
that without the ability to to have loans, um, the the poorest and most helpless members of society in many ways would be trapped. Um, they it would be very difficult for them um, to do anything except work. Uh, the the entry of the entry level jobs uh, in terms of in terms of making a little bit money to get by their entire lives to pursue higher education uh, to pursue uh, life goals across the board you you need money it it sucks but that's the case and right now. Uh, in our country, we're somewhat fortunate that there's a lot of ways that you can borrow the money. And as long as, and Bo mentioned financial IQ, as long as you have a little bit of financial IQ, financial savvy, you shouldn't get into a, a, um, a dangerous situation or a or a situation where they're calling you every two days trying to get money back, and and you have to you know uh, declare bankruptcy uh, or you're having issues with your student loans. You'd, there should be ways ways to get. Uh, to get out of there. So that said, I've talked about the good, talked about the bad. Again, I find myself labeling a topic bullshit and loans are definitely bullshit. Hmm. Um, I see your your points are well made there, Crofton, and I think that bullshit is a very reasonable place to land on something like loans. Um, I also, uh, when I think about loans, um, I mean, and I think we stated some of the positive things about it, that you're able to get things you couldn't do it otherwise would take you so long to get, et cetera, et cetera. But I can't help coming back on the fact that the whole base, and and essentially loans are the whole basis of our economy, which is a growth Growth-based economy, right? So, so in order to create growth, you lend out money. So, if you lend me a hundred dollars and I have to pay you back one hundred and ten dollars, well, so I need to do something into in the world to get that extra ten dollars, right? It doesn't come from nowhere. So, I, I feel like, but if you're the rich person, that all you do is sit on your laurels and you have wealth and you can lend it out. Uh, you're essentially a, a, a leech on the person who has to go into the world and do something in the world to get that extra ten dollars. That's what growth is, right? So if you're the people with the money, you do you don't you don't really do anything in the world other than, and and, and I guess you could word it as enable people to 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 create growth. But the fact is, is that you don't do it. You know, the other people have to do it. It's it's inherently leeching. Um, and I mean, I think that there is possibility of structuring the world in a better way. And I just think that it's cycles of cycles of debt are so bad. I mean, the, the the 2008 financial meltdown, which we're still kind of grinding through and not really coming out of, uh, I think sort of sh- shows that this sort of lend debt cycle is not sustainable. And I mean, you look at country debts, we didn't even really get into that. Uh, national debts and stuff are astronomical. This is all money that needs to be made someplace. Like we're tied to paying back this debt forever. They're like, it's like shackles. And though, uh, and I think with this one, so I'm going to come down, I'll just give my verdict right now. Loans are bad. And and like many things, you know, it's a necessary evil. So I'm not going to come and say that, you know, with the structure we have, loans are required to make our society function and is an individual to allow you to maybe function in that society. But it's, they're still, I think, ultimately bad, ultimately always kind of predatory. Uh, and uh, and that's a bad thing. The fact that we require it is not going to make me say it's, it's a good thing. Uh, so, yeah, I got to go bad on it. Okay. Um, you guys uh – 
have some really interesting things to say on on the topic of of loans. Um, it's funny because um, I did take an opportunity to look up what my verdict on money was, and I remember saying that um, money was bad, and I can think of a lot of the re- reasons why I would have gone down that route, but. Uh, my thinking on loans is a little different. It's weird because like the, the loan thing is such a small component of a larger system at play. And I think um, it's funny because I think I'm having a tendency of always bringing up poker in my verdicts. But, you know, poker is a game of exploitation. It also involves money. And the idea is if you want to be successful at it, you want to be the smartest person at the table in order to take advantage of others. I mean, that's how you win at that game. And it makes me think of the money world, right? So you have individuals who don't even care. Some people are so uncomfortable on the subject of money that they don't even like talking about it, let alone study it, let alone figure out what it takes to be an able person to to win or to succeed or at least be um, not, you know, taken advantage of. And so I find the money world extremely problematic. I look at loans, however, and I, I see a wide spectrum. I think that I would not have ended up going to university because at that age, I would not have had the discipline to save the money to do something like that. Um, So it enabled me to have an opportunity. I think now I'm currently a renter, um, but, you know, I see somewhere in my future owning a house, especially whatever my next uh, job might be. Um, You know, maybe I'll want a family and I want to do that too. And I feel assured in my society knowing that, you know, even though this money game and this money world leaves a very big tape, you know, bad taste in my mouth and I wish there was a better system and there's evils there, I feel positive knowing that that's, an op- that's not a door that's close to me. That's a, that's a path I can take. And I think that approached responsibly and approached with, with knowledge, um, you can make very good use of the loans, whether it's for your own, just, just to enable those, quote, those dreams that every Canadian should have, um, you know, the social good for loans. And then there, there, there is also the negative side, which is just an inability to, to understand what it is exactly you're getting into and mismanaging it to the exploiters like the people at the Money Mart who, who won't, you know, don't have social programs for people. They have the information. They look at their database and they say, geez, there's some people in here who are like constantly owing us money. Maybe we should like, you know, provide them with some support and do the Good Samaritan thing. Uh, no, they'll just continue making money off them. And that's where we get the predators. That's where we get the the greasy behavior. Um, So there's a wide spectrum with respect to loans, but I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater on this one. I'm going to say that loans are good. They're a positive social force, friends. Get on the loan bandwagon. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny how we've definitely had a series of full splits in our verdicts here. Yeah, yeah. And interestingly, though, well-articulated both of your guys' verdicts here, because I was like, eh, Bo makes some good points. I mean, I still stick with my bad, uh, <laughs> but, and, yeah, anyways. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I have, it's, it was a tough one for me, because I'm definitely, I definitely don't love the, the subject, and there's definitely a lot of bad stuff that goes on with it, but, I mean, yeah, I that's my verdict. <laughs> it's it, it is funny though what, what Bo did there. It, I find interesting because he went back and he looked at a previous verdict on a previous subject, and and I recognize how 
you can be talking about something like money, like insurance, like banks, all things we've talked about before. And then you can talk about something else that is very much related to those things in loans and maybe have a completely different point of view. It might even make you thinking about it, might even make you reassess how you feel about those previous topics, right? So I don't worry so much about hypocrisy in my verdicts because sometimes I guarantee you could look at what I said for something and look at what I said for something else and be like, geez, although my current rate of always saying bullshit makes it a lot easier. Um, but I, I definitely think that it is interesting to take stock on what we thought before and what we said yeah. before on other topics. And all these conversations are contextual. So sometimes, you know, you give a verdict after a particular conversation yeah. um, that if, if the conversation had gone a different direction, maybe you would have fallen on another side. It wasn't so much a, for me, it wasn't a hypocrisy check as more of um it just I was just trying to jog my memory on on an issue about like to frame my thoughts because I, I had I already feel- already knew I was going good. I was just trying to think, you know, I was just trying to frame my thoughts. I don't I can't explain. <laughs> I, one thing you mentioned in your just before we do the the wrap up that you mentioned in your verdict that it was interesting to me in that I fundamentally disagree with it. <laughs> Which, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It, it, well, but it's not it's not wrong. But it's it's what you said about um, you know if you can get good at money and figure out how to use it well, you know you can get ahead and 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 use That's the how term you win in, poker. in life these days. You, you use the yeah you use the term in poker of it's exploiting others, and that's yeah. always my issue is that to do well and yeah you can you can get good at you can be smart with money you can make personally do amazingly but i think at base there's always there's, there tends to be some level of exploitation for you to do well in poker other people have to lose yeah. and for you to do really well in money games i think some people have to be under your thumb yeah and and that's and i think that i always try to look at ways like how can we like do we want to just maintain a world like that where it's like some people are just screwed and some people are living the on the cream on the top or is there a way to is there a way to live better? I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but I still don't think it's just like get good at exploiting people, and then we'll, it'll be good for you. Screw everyone else. Yeah, Sun Sun Tzu said all warfare is deception. Poker is a game of deception. And incidentally, uh, there's a Japanese proverb that says all business is war, and that definitely goes against I think our holy yeah, what did we liberal say standpoint about social good and helping our brothers and sisters. You know, seeing our neighbors not have a house and saying, you know what, let's do something to make sure he has a house. Like that's. But it's interesting. It's interesting yeah. that war thing because we all agreed war was bad. That was one of the unanimous ones, but we were sticking to the violent aspect yeah. there. Anyways, we should do the wrap up here. Okay, so um, yeah, if you have some kind of uh, uh, I don't know deception that you'd like to spring on us, um, then you can email that or any of your positive comments or negative feedback or whatever. Just email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, we love getting your emails, so send us a message there. You can find out more about the show on our website, goodbadbull.com. There you can like us on Facebook, and there's a link to our Twitter account where you can get updates. Um, if Twitter's your thing, that's at goodbadbull on Twitter. Uh, finally, on the site, there's links to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and an RSS link for any old... Um, of your preferred podcatcher readers. I'm never quite sure how to say that. If you want to write in and give me some suggestions on how to invite you to test out the RSS link or use it, um, do that too, please. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, okay. I think we're reaching the conclusion of our show. Um, if you want to find out more about what Crofton does with his free time or any loan advice he might have, uh, Crofton, where can our listeners do that? Uh, they can follow me at Crofton Steers on Twitter, where they will find me pandering to their 
to lowest common denominator <laughs> to get them to listen to our show. Please listen. Yeah. Okay. And Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about you, uh, where can they find you? Uh, they can hear my uh, tweets about a better tomorrow and the utopian future we're going to have one day at ML Hodgins. Yeah. I'm trying to be optimistic here instead of a negative, which I always am. Uh, I'm surprised neither of you offered to make any loans. I can't make any loans offers, but um, if you want to ask me for money, you can do that by following me at Bo Schwartz. Okay. Um, Listen yeah. to our show. <laughs> it's getting. Uh, it's kind of sad. I think. Uh, it, I please think, listen. I, please. I think at the end of our show, um, that's not a good place to be begging. I think like. Second, Don't make me take out a loan to pay for my life. <laughs> I wonder if we could get a loan on listeners. Hawk is a good looking guy.